All right, Church of God. We started last week on provision. Somebody holler, provision. Uh, say it one more time. Provision. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are here in your house again. We are seated at your table. The Bible says you prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Thank you, Lord, that we are seated at the table tonight. Feed us, Father. We are hungry. We are thirsty. Feed us, Lord. Let revelation flow in this place to the end that the believer shall be strengthened, healed, increased, enlarged, multiplied in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. So we started last week on provision. So today is provision part two. Somebody say provision. One more time, say provision. Um, one of the things that you have to believe God for in these last days, which is as good as even healing. And you know, we come to church, many people say, I want healing. Many people say, I want this and that. But the one thing that will also astound the unbeliever in these last days is God's provision for his people. Ah, you didn't say amen. That you know, when God provides for you, even in the midst of scarcity, people will be wondering, what is going on in your life? And that is somebody's portion tonight. That in the midst of famine, you'll be eating in plenty. Oh, you will be full in famine. I tell you, it's nice to be full sometimes. My goodness. I, I, I took our guest speaker out, uh, you know, to eat. And uh, when we finished eating, he said, we went to Pigali. He said, I am full. Ah, yeah. You can see the man. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't rise up from his chair. <laughs> I fed him to the point where he confessed, I am full. You shall be full this year. I tell you, you shall be full. There are people that must meet you. When they meet you, they will be full. Because you are full. Ah, you didn't hear Jesus said, he, he, he said, he said to them in John 10, 10, the thief cometh but for to kill, steal, and to what? Destroy. But I am come. The Amplified said that they may have life in abundance to the full. Till what? It overflows. That's the kind of life Jesus came for. He wants you to live in the fullness of him. I'm telling you, church. So we, we, need, to, we need to break down this thing about provision. That's why I'm taking it slowly. We need to break it down. Every believer must access God's provision. Look at your neighbor. Say there is provision made for you already. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Before the foundation of the earth, God has made provision for you. I'm telling you, before Jesus died on the cross, there were provisions made for you. Before he came physically, right from the foundation of the earth, God is a provider. I hear Paul saying, I pray for the church in Philippi, that my God shall supply. How many? No, how many? All your need. God is not in the business of lack. And you know, let, let me also surprise you, which is, which is one of the things that believers don't want to believe. God is not, is not afraid to give you luxury. <laughs> you, you know, believers want to, God supply, just if, if I can just have a slice of bread and coffee. Uh -uh, uh -uh. God wants to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. That's buffet. That is when you get there, you just keep selecting. Whatever you want to eat. The Bible says of his fullness, have we all received grace for grace? Of his fullness. 
He wants you to live life in abundance. God is not, is not, is not against luxury. No. Believers are afraid of luxury. God is not against luxury. He's not. Truly, when you, when, you, when you have the opportunity to meet very wealthy people and you go around them, go to where, you know, their houses and how, how they feed and how they live their life, you, you just, when you enter there, even if they are unbelievers, you just know in your heart, this is who I'm supposed to be. Because there is something in you that connects to that level of life. Hello, church. There is something in you that connects to that kind of life. That I didn't come to this life to struggle. There is provision from heaven for me as a child of God. And I told you last week that the word provision is two words. Pro and what else? And vision. And that provision follows vision. That if you are not a man of vision, don't expect God to, to give you provision. Because every kind of provision that comes into your life without a vision might cause you to err. I told you that you don't know yourself until you have money. No, you are humble now. Oh, you are calling me daddy now. Mm. Wait till money comes into your hands. It will come from daddy to apostle. From apostle to yes sir. From sir to okay, Felix. I mean... You, you'll be surprised that these things are happening in church. In church. I mean, to the extent that when people have money, they even want to control what the pastor preaches. I had one of my friends tell me that he finished preaching one Sunday and a rich man in his church walked into his office and said, I don't like that message because he's a giver in church. Are we together, church? That, the day you tried that, <laughs> John Cena, Kabosha. My office will be WWE. That is, I don't even know who will have the audacity to come to my office and tell me, I don't like what you preached. Ah, yeah. You must never have that kind of courage. Because I will beat it out of you physically, not spiritually. Are we together, church? I stand here as an oracle of the Most High God. And as the Holy Spirit leads me, I will speak it. And you must receive it. I'm not here to, to suit your emotions. No, 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 no. I tell you what thus saith the Lord. What thus saith to help your destiny. Are we together? God knows each and every one of us. He knows our struggles. He knows where we are failing. He knows where our weaknesses. And the day God decides to address your weakness, don't resist it. Because the word of God, part of the things that the word of God brings is correction. The word of God brings reproof. The word of God is doctrine. It will bring correction and reproof to your life. In fact, when you go to a service and you don't receive any word of caution, you are not in a good service. Every service must tell you something to amend. Something to adjust. Because as we behold him as in a glass, we are changed into the same image. Are we together, church? By the Spirit of God from glory to glory. So every time I come before the Word of God, I'm like, I'm standing in front of a mirror. And then the mirror will point to me that something is on, there is, there is a white dot on my hair. I should remove it. That's what the Word of God does. It's a mirror before you. And so what it does is, it brings correction to your life. 
So every day you come to the house of the Lord, you hear the word of God, then it brings correction. You make adjustment. You know that this area I need to touch. This area, my prayer life has been down. My giving life has been anyhow. My tightened life has not been tightened. Or something needs to be adjusted. And that's how you must receive the word of God. The Bible said that we should receive the engrafted word of God with meekness. With meekness. So if you come with pride, you will never receive anything from God. It has to be that you are meek enough, humble enough to say, Father, speak to me today. I want to hear you. I want to hear your voice. Are we together, church? So I told you that provision follows vision. And that you must have a vision. Have a vision. That's how provision comes. So it's important that you understand what provision God brings into your life that it is for the vision that is committed to you. And last week we began to say that God will put you under a house like this with a servant of God that has the visions of God. So what God does is that in you now coming into this house, God will give you provision to support the vision that he has given to his servant. And through your support of that vision, provision keeps coming to you. Your amen, your amen, your amen. So that's where we stopped last week. And so today I want to take it a step further. Second Samuel chapter 9 and verse 1. Second Samuel chapter 9 and verse 1. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, God will surprise somebody this week. I say God will surprise you in this month. My God, my God, my God. I like surprises from God. I'm telling you. Oh, I like surprises. I, I, you know, you know. Have, has God ever surprised anybody here? Let, let me see your hand. Oh, so, some of you who have not had surprises, may God surprise you this month. That is, you woke up in the morning unexpected or expecting nothing, expecting such level of miracle, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the day, a destiny helper comes across you and changes your whole entire life. I mean, would that upside, you're, you're looking at yourself, you're wondering, is this me? You will receive a surprise. Oh, I said you will receive a surprise. Job, Job even said it, that he's a God of surprises. Oh man, give me Job chapter 5 verse 8 and 9 in the, in the message version. Just give me that in the message version. Let me see what he says. I read that some years ago. Job 8, this is, yeah. If I were you in your shoes, I would go straight to who? Who will I go straight to? To stop going to people. My God shall do what? Supply. He said, if I were you, I will go straight to who? To God. I will throw myself on the mercy of God. After all, he is famous for great and unexpected acts. There is no end to his surprises. This scripture, when I saw it years ago, it turned me like alcohol. I, there is no end to God's surprises. I prophesy by this word. This week, you will get a surprise. This month, you will get a surprise. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout amen. My God. He said he's famous for great and unexpected arts. That's who he is. Oh boy, let's go to my scripture. The book of uh, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 9 and verse 1. And we'll read up to 13. That's the scripture for today. 
Second Samuel chapter 9. And David said, Is there yet any that is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Not for his sake. For his spiritual... This one is biological. But you know, the Old Testament is a type and shadow of the New Testament. I want to show somebody kindness, not because of him, but because of his spiritual father, because of his biological father. Is there any yet in the house of Saul? Is there any that I may show him kindness? Show in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Any? He is asking a question. This is the king of Israel. This represents God. The king of kings. Is there anybody here that needs provision that I need to show kindness because of the mercy I've placed on this altar? And the king said, this is the second time he's asking the question. This time around he said, is there yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? The first one was the king's kindness. This time around is the kindness of God. He says, and Ziba said to the king, Jonathan had yet a son, which is lame from on his feet. Next verse. Quickly, keep reading. And the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Mikur, the son of Amiel in Lodibar. I will explain all these term, terminologies. Then the king called unto Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto you, unto thy master's son, all that pertained to Saul and to all his house. Next verse. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servant shall take... Where are you? How did you jump to verse 10? You jumped a lot of verses. Are we in verse 10 already? Okay. Well, let's keep reading. And then... Uh, he said, therefore, thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him and thou shalt bring, him, bring in fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always where? Where is Mephibosheth going to eat from? Alright. Let's keep going. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Ziba was very busy. I tell you. Glory to God. Then said Ziba unto the king, according to all that my lord the king had commanded his servant, so shall, commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at, thy at my table as one of my king's sons. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. We're reading up to verse 13. And the king said, uh, where are you? You keep going up and down. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all that dwell in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. Next verse. And so Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat how long? How long did he eat? At where? Somebody is about to eat from the table of the Lord today. <laughs> you will, all the days of your life, you will eat from the table of the Lord says from the king's table and was lame on both his feet. Somebody say amen to that. You know, it's amazing that um, this is a prince. Okay, so Saul was the king 
at the time that David was also anointed king because Saul had disobeyed God. Saul had rebelled against the word of God and he was, he, God said to Samuel, I have chosen me somebody else. And so he went to the house of Jesse and anointed David. Now at this point, David, by you know, God's divine orchestration, was brought into the king's palace to play. At that time, Saul was being tormented by evil spirits. And David was brought to play the, the, um, the string for him, or the guitar, as you may say it, and, and so that the evil spirit would depart from him. But yet, in the midst of that, there was so much jealousy upon Saul that he took javelin three times to pierce David through the wall. But the Bible said something about David, that David behaved himself wisely before Saul. May you be wise when you come before kings. He behaved himself. In fact, every time he talks about being wise, he said David behaved himself more wisely. More wisely. Even more wisely. That's how, may God give you wisdom to behave. Many of us, our characters have thrown us out of the king's palace. Our characters have thrown us out of the things God has prepared for us. But David behaved himself wisely. And that, you know, was what Jonathan saw. Jonathan was the son of Saul. He, he knew that he was the, the, the heir apparent to the throne. He was to take over from his father. And here, he finds a young 17-year-old boy who they are age mates. And this boy, even though his father wants to pierce him three times, that, that this boy, the way he behaved himself. Now, exactly what Saul did to David, Saul now wanted to do to his own son, Jonathan. Jonathan went to fight war. At that point, Saul said that they shouldn't eat. And after, you know, while the war was going on, Jonathan sat under a tree and ate some honey. And when the father found out, he now wanted to kill him. I don't know what kind of man was Saul. Wanted to kill his son because he ate honey. And I believe that that honey was to bring sweetness out of the evil that was going on. Sometimes you just, there's so much evil around you, sometimes you want something sweet at least. I'm telling you, when the devil is throwing you some battles, left, right, and center, just go for some shopping. Oh yeah, it's recommended. Buy yourself some nice bag. Get yourself some wig. Look at yourself and say, Satan, I'm telling you something. Glory to God. In the midst of your trouble, just do something for yourself. Some of us, we just want to weep every day. No! The boy saw the battle was just everywhere. He decided to sit down and eat honey. I'm, I'm tired of all this bitterness around me. Let me bring something sweet around me. You, you, need to, you need to learn to just let the devil know that in spite of all you are doing, Mena, I will stay happy. I will stay rejoicing. If you don't have money for back, buy lollipop. Oh yeah, buy some Fanta orange, something. Just enjoy your destiny. Amen, somebody. Glory to God. You can't be sour all the days of your life. And so when that happened now, Jonathan remembered that there is a boy that my father has been trying to kill. And the Bible said that Jonathan loved uh, uh, David even as his own soul. That they went into a covenant. In spite of the fact that he knew that his father hated that boy. But just because he found somebody who can identify with his challenge. You know, sometimes you need to look for people who identify with you. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't just look for it. Not everybody can be your friend. 
Oh yeah, not everybody. Not everybody can pastor you. Oh, you're not saying amen. You're not saying amen. One of my daughters said something to me. She's in a prophetic church. She says, you know, since I left here, I went to that church. I haven't fitted in. She was there on Sunday. She said, I have not fitted in. Just something different from here. Because that man of God, as much as he's a prophet, he can prophesy your address and your street number. That's not his father. That's not her father. And so when she came here, she said, today felt different. That's how it is. It's not everybody that can pastor you. You need this Nigerian boy. <laughs> with his skinny jeans and his t-shirt. I mean, with his big glasses that is staring you in your face and telling you that the Lord will provide for you. Oh yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. I know some people hate me. Oh yeah, I know. I know many, many, many South Africans hate me, but not you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not you. No, not you. I'm telling you. Some of them can't stand my guts. But man, you look at me, you're like, I want to be like that man. Abba, come on, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, so, so David, David and, John, and Jonathan connected to the point, you know, where they became covenant brothers. But unfortunately, it was told to us even, I mean, this was the case with this guy, young boy called Mephibosheth. In 2 Samuel 4, 4, the Bible tells us that, you know, obviously, um, David, um, sorry, Saul and Jonathan went to war. And news came back uh, from, by Jezreel that, that Jonathan and Saul had been killed. And when the servant of Jonathan, who was taking care of Mephibosheth, heard it, she was carrying the boy and running from the house. She tripped on the stone and fell. And the boy's leg was, his spine, something affected his spine. And his two legs couldn't walk. That's how that boy became lame. And now this woman took this boy to a place called Lodipa. <laughs> now in the Hebrew word, the word lo means no. And then diba means no food. Can you imagine a, a prince is taken to a place where there is no food? Isn't that like what the Bible said? I think Solomon was, uh, you know, he said, there is an evil that I see under the sun, an error which is among men, that I see servants riding on what? Horses. And princes walking on what? On barefoot. Are we together? That's what's happening today. Christians that are supposed to be enjoying luxury are living as if there is no God. But I heard the scripture say, the earth is the Lord's. You know, that scripture never meant anything to me until we bought this land. When we were fighting battles over this land, I was going to court every Wednesday. Man, they wanted to take this property from us after we had bought it. One day, as I was just studying, I came across that scripture. The earth is the Lord's. That means I am the landlord. That's what God is saying. <laughs> Who can take something from the landlord? He has the title deed. Mr. Aga thought he had the title deed, but Jehovah had the title deed. And today, that war has ceased permanently. I'm telling you, we fought battles over this land. So some of you who are new in this church, I cried in court, physical cry, not in the spirit. And you know, I don't cry like a white person. I cry like a gorilla. 
this is how I cried in the court. And it was on a Wednesday, I finished crying, I came here to preach. That was the day they took a judgment on me and my late wife. I had a judgment of three point something. How much was it? About, yeah, two point something million on my name. Church, so, you know, that's why you, I always say that if you, if you look at God and say, this boy is a skeleton, the slap God will give you, you will not recover. Because what I have suffered for the gospel, I cried publicly in front of the judge and so many people inside court, physically crying. Because I just couldn't imagine them taking this property. Like it was like my whole life was gone. Church, this is how it is. So anyhow, Jonathan and Saul went to battle and the Bible said they were killed. And this boy, when the helper heard that this boy, the father has been killed, she probably thought that they were coming towards the house, the people that killed the father. She picked up the child and started running away. And this um, tripped and this boy fell and broke his spine and couldn't walk anymore. Now look at the place where they took this boy. No food. Lodiba. If you are in Lodiba, you are coming out today. I came today to prophesy to somebody. Your Lodiba days are over. I say your days of Lodiba are over. In the name of Jesus Christ. And so he, this boy was living there for years. And fortunately for this boy, you know God has a way of, of making sure that the news gets to a zebra. So, so the, the, the woman that was keeping this boy, the, this helper, this maid, had told Ziba, the servant of the king, that listen man, I'm in Lodiba hiding away with the, king, with the prince's son, with the son of the king. So I'm hiding away with him. So one day, God just all of a sudden stared that, you know, the Bible said that God had given David rest on every side. I mean, that guy... If you, if you read the, the book of 2 Samuel, you will, just, you will see the story of David. The Bible says that God increased his greatness. Everything good happened to that man in 2 Samuel. God had given him rest on every side. So when there was no more battle, you know David fought 66 battles and he never lost any. But at this point in his life, there was no more battle. He didn't have anybody to fight. Now he was calm. The king is now enjoying his palace, enjoying his money, enjoying his Rolls Royce, enjoying his, all the things that he has built. And then all of a sudden, he thought, is there not any in the house of Saul? That's what God is asking today. Is there not anybody in the house of treasures that I may show my kindness today? Today, God will provide for you. You will receive supernatural provision from today. Is there not any in house of treasures that I may show him kindness? And then all of a sudden, thank God Ziba had the information. Ziba said, oh, so has a son. Uh, Jonathan has a son. Remember, he's saying that, is there not any in the house of Saul? Now, Jonathan was Saul's son. And Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan. Ziba now showed up. Kabashataya. I love Ziba. Somebody say Ziba. Somebody holla Ziba. <laughs> Ziba. Ziba will show up in your time that you need it most. May God prepare a Ziba for you. The Ziba is the one that has all your information. 
The Ziba is the one that has the correct information. You know many people don't have correct information about you. Many of the things they say about me is guesswork. You know that. The other day they wrote something about me on, news, on uh, social media. I was reading it and I was shocked. I was like, ah, ah. is it not? It, you know, you read your own news. <laughs> and you're like, who is that? Who, who are they talking about? Are, you, are we together? You're wondering who are they talking about? But there is a Ziba that knows you very well. And God will position them at the right place. You know when you have your right Ziba at the right place. When the king needs you, he will recommend you. He will tell them the good things you have done. He will tell them how you have served the Lord all the days of your life. He will tell them that you have been in the sanctuary keeping. He will tell them that you have been in the protocol for so long. You have been serving God. A Ziba shall arise for you today. And I prophesy to you today, a zipper will arise for you. Even in the king's palace, God will raise a zipper for you. Say amen, somebody. I'm telling you. Ziba said, I know that Saul has a son, a grandson. His name is Mephibosheth. And he says, but he's in a place called Lodiba. Low what? Lodiba. He said to Ziba, now come, go and fetch him. Go and get him. And not just that you will get him. You know, church, let me tell you, in life, we go through circumstances that you feel that you have been abandoned. You are not the only one. Mephibosheth was abandoned. Can you imagine how many years Mephibosheth was in the land of Lodiba? Nobody remembered him. Eating from a helper. How much can a helper end to feed you? Church, many of us have been dropped. The reason you didn't have matric today is because your parents dropped you. The reason you're, you're not married today, not that you are unfaithful, it's because a man dropped you. Somebody dropped you with your unfaithfulness. Are we together, church? The reason that your business is not going well because one guy dropped you, that, that you had a contract with you, and now just shut down the contract. Many of us are like that. We were dropped. And now something in our life is lame. Something about you is lame. And you are praying and praying and say, God, I've been forgotten. No, God has remembered you. The reason he gave me this message is because he has remembered you. Can I hear an amen, somebody? God has remembered you. Were you dropped? It's time for you to celebrate. Oh, if, if I be a man of God, before this month is over, somebody from somewhere will remember you in the name of Jesus Christ. Have you been dropped? Has your business been dropped? Have your marriage been dropped? Have your life been dropped? Is there a shortage in your life now because you were dropped? Many of us have gone through people dropping us. Somebody dropped us somewhere. A wife dropped us. A husband dropped us. An official dropped us. Somebody just dropped you halfway. And there is your suffering. They, is all, they promise that they will be with you all the days of their life. Listen to me, church. Human beings are fickle. Never rely on somebody's promise. The only promise that is dependable is God. Please, I don't want to. You know, that's why, you know, when I, when I look at young people today, you know, many people are killing them. Young girls, a boyfriend drops them. They want to commit suicide. I mean, really? You want to slit your wrist because of a boy? Don't say you are my son or daughter. I will, I will shoot you myself. What is wrong with you? 
Apostle, I loved him. Oh, he's my Alpha and Omega. Eh? <laughs> and you are a house of treasures. Who gave birth to you? A man, a boy, a girl is your Alpha and Omega. I told you guys here, there is nobody that will leave me that will make me think suicide. Never. Ah, as you are leaving, another is ready. What? Oh, no. No way. I will never commit suicide for a human being. Never. 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 I'm telling you the truth. Believe me. Listen, my life, the way I am, I thank God for the way God designed me. I don't attach myself to anything. That if I lose you, I will die. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. No. You want to shoot yourself. We had a relative years ago. His wife said she was leaving. He took his 9mm pistol. Boom! Blew his brains. Unfortunately for him, he survived it. But he's blinded today. Every time I go, I go home to my late wife's uh, uh, place where they come from. We still see this guy. Alive. But I mean, look at the effect of the nonsense that has happened in his life. Just for a woman. Your wife wants to... A boy wants to leave you. Some of you, I need to go and pluck Shambok. That a man wants to leave you and you want to kill yourself. No. There is nobody worth this life you killing yourself. No one. No one. Let him go. Let her go. Let her go. There is a replacement. Oh, there is something in this, in this life called restoration. In the kingdom of God, God can restore you. Not just restore you with what you had. He will restore you exceedingly. Are we together, church? So, anyhow, this was the case of Mephibosheth. While he was there, the king now remembered. Is there not anyone that I can favor, that I can show kindness? And the Bible said that the king sent to fetch Mephibosheth by Ziba. And now, you know, what amazed me is that Ziba has been serving in the king's palace. You know, church, when God remembers you, he will bypass everybody to remember you. When it's your turn. Listen, that's why, you know, in the kingdom of God, we rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Please, be happy for those who get their testimony. Because, you see, sometimes now they're reading testimony here. Oh, somebody got a, a job or got a this. And you wonder, hmm, hmm. Mina, I don't know when last I got testimony. No, you should rejoice with the person. Rejoice with them because your time is coming. All of us have different seasons. Are we together, church? Do you know that there are still some fruits that are producing right now in winter? Because we all have different seasons. We have different seasons. So don't, don't get jealous that somebody got blessed. No, when it's your turn, no, nothing can stop it. I say when your time comes, can nobody stop it? No one. I guarantee you, no one. When it's your turn, all you need to do is make sure you are in the will of God. And you'll just see things happening like a movie. You'll be wondering, huh, when did I pray for this? When did I pray for that? When did I ask God for this? No, that is because your time has arrived. All that you have been praying has accumulated to heaven and God has now decided to orchestrate everything around you. And favor, we start walking together, walking together, walking together. Are we together, church? I met, uh, you know, <laughs> I met somebody not long ago. 
uh, that is a top person in one of the banks. So one of my son here, who has been unemployed for about two years, went for interview. And while they were talking in the interview, she, he said, I belong to House of Treasures. Now, the person interviewing him is my daughter, Akaba Shataya. When your time comes. <laughs> you know what she said to me? I met her in the mall. She said, as soon as he said he belongs to House of Treasures, I just knew in my heart he got the job. When your time, God will arrange everything to work together for your good. Believe me, I'm telling you, don't be, don't, don't, don't feel anyhow that things have not happened for you. Then the Bible says that Mephibosheth was called by the king. And when the king called him, he now said to him that from today, in fact, he gave Ziba instruction. He said to Ziba, you and your sons, from today, you'll be working for Mephibosheth. Can you, Ziba has how many sons? How many of you remember how many sons? Ziba was giving birth to children for 15 years every year. <laughs> and unbeknown to Ziba, every child he was giving birth to was going to be a servant to a lame man. <laughs> Who God has remembered. Church, you know God is, everything about God is a mystery. You know the thing I love about God and his provision is that, you know, many times, church, many times, let me, let me just share my bit of testimony. Many times, uh, you know, we believe in God for things and, you know, we need this to be done. There is so much money we need to roll out, millions every day and this one, that one. Now the extension is happening. Soon this world will be done. The construction is almost, the steel work is almost done. I mean, we are talking millions that is already done. It's been spent there. You know, you're wondering, how is this going to happen? How is that going to happen? How will you pay this? How will you pay that? They will call you. The other day, he called me, said, I need 225000 by tomorrow morning. Ah! I looked at church account. The account looked at me and said, Ufunani. <laughs> because there was nothing. <laughs> we have been giving money, money, going here, going there. I'm telling you. He said, I want 225000 otherwise the work will not continue. Because he moved over 25 staff here to work. Because I told him how quick we want the job done. I didn't want the extension to delay like this one. Because this one, we were really under pressure. During, in fact, just a day before conference, we were still constructing. Are we together? So I want this one to be done earlier. So he moved all his staff in here. 20, I think it was 26 people. He told me he moved in here. Both the boiler, the this, the that. He was calling their names. I said, what is boiler? I thought boiler is, you know, when you want to boil water and drink. He said, no. There is a job called boiler. Hallelujah. I found out a new thing. You know, so he moved them here. Now, church, these things are demanding money. But you know, amazingly, something about God. That you, will, you, you think in the morning, Lord, may this thing come this way. May this thing come that way. The mystery about God is God never shows up the way you think. Yeah. That is, you, you will be waiting for God here. God will show up completely on a different pedestal. Something about God that just shows up when you don't expect it. And from whom you don't expect. It's amazing. It's amazing. How God can just show up on another... A whole, that is, you, you were thinking uh, uh, Mary is going to help me. Then God will send somebody that has, like, does not look like it, 
does not make sense. Oh, Jesus. Years ago, when we bought this property, can I tell you some stories? When we bought this property, after we had paid, now when, when, the man, when the man said we can go ahead and register and sign acknowledgement of debt for the rest of the money, we'll pay it over some, I think some period of time, either two or three years. So, now, there was no money to pay transfer cost. Transfer cost was about half a million. Son, I am looking at everywhere. I looked at San Kion. If there was anywhere they sell children, <laughs> I would just tell Kion, listen boy, I need to sell you quick because I need transfer fees to be paid. I'm telling you, I looked high and low, couldn't find nobody. I'm telling you, boy, I prayed, I confessed. No money we had paid. I mean, we were paying half a million every month for this property. My, there was no cent, both in my credit card, my life, no money. My business, no money. Then I was still running Kengo. Nowhere money was nowhere. Church, I am scratching my head. Where would this money come from? And then all of a sudden, the lawyers called me that one of my property was going to register. I said to them, listen, can you advance me the commission? And they did. They advanced me 250000 And I paid this straight to the attorneys. I said, okay. Now, 250 left. Boy, they gave me till Friday of that week. Beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, on Thursday, an Uno drove inside my office. Uno. Fiat. You know those old Uno? When they say somebody is looking for you, I, I look through my window because my window can see the parking at my business place. I open my window, I saw Uno, I closed it. I say, whoever it is, let him stay there. <laughs> but for some reason, the guy insisted to Marianne because Marianne then was my receptionist that he wants to see Apostle. So he came into my office and said, his name is Allen. He's still alive today. He's a nurse at Johannesburg is it Hospital, the one in... Uh, which one is somewhere around uh, Hillbro? Is it Johannesburg Hospital? Yeah. Allen comes into my office with Fiat Uno. He said, you know, Apostle, I want to buy a property. He said, but uh, I've saved 250000 And if I keep it, I will spend it. I want to give it to you to keep. Ah! I said, he you know, when he said it, he was standing. He was standing, I was sitting. He said, I have to, I said, Alan, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. There is a seat for you in the presence of your enemies. Sit down. I said, Alan, God, you didn't, I said to him, Alan, I want to tell you something. You didn't come here by accident. And I'm not going to lie to you. You're going to give me this money to keep, but I'm, on, I'm going to use it. We just bought a property for the church. And we need 250000 by tomorrow. So what I would do, I will use the money towards the transfer fees, but I guarantee you when you need to buy a house, I will have the 250 available. Alan said, I trust you. You can do whatever. Ah! No, look, God is humorous. Look at your neighbor. Say, God is not going to come your way. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. It's not going to come the way you think. No, 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 no. Ah, yeah. That's why you don't reject somebody with Fiat Uno. Ah, no, 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 no. You have no clue how God will come. I'm telling you.
you, that's how you moved in here. That's how you are here today. Allen. Do you know that Allen didn't ask me for that money for two years? He didn't eventually buy the property. He told me he needed the money back. He needed to do another project. That's it. That's, you know, I have seen too many of these provisions. That's why, listen, if you are in any form of lack, it's not time to kill yourself. Uh-uh. God has a thousand ways to bless you. A thousand ways to meet your need. Listen to me. God has 7.7 .7 billion people on the earth that he can use any of them. Please, don't you ever think that you are abandoned? God can never do it. Who told you that? No. So here was Ziba. <laughs> and Ziba went with his 15 sons and go and start tilling the land for a man called Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was fetched and came to the king. When he got there, Mephibosheth started talking to the king. The king said, listen, are you the son of uh, my friend Jonathan? He says, yes. He said to him, listen, from this day, you are going to live with me in the palace. And you will be eating from my table all the days of your life. From my table. That means everything David was eating, Ziba, uh, Mephibosheth was eating. And now, you know the amazing thing, church? Let me tell you how God does this. You see, when you are on a dining table, many dining tables in the king's palace is covered by cloth. So that if you come into the dining and Mephibosheth is sitting, the king is sitting, you will never see his lameness. God knows how to cover your past. You have divorced and everybody, ah, divorcee, divorcee. Uh -uh. When God gives you that fresh man, nobody will remember the divorce. Let me talk to this side. This side, you are not. I say, when God gives you that car, nobody will remember your Fiat Uno. When God gives you that house, nobody will remember you ever stayed in Mkuku. Are you, am I talking to somebody? When God gives you that job, nobody will ever remember you have been a security man. Nobody. You know, somebody called me today from Cape Town and looked at me and said, Daddy, I want to thank you for what you did for Regis. He said, I look at Regis today. I remember the years when Regis used to spend live at the gate as our security man. Used to drive the church bus. Many of you, Regis drove you. Today, Regis is a businessman. Runs his own business. Can I surprise you? God has given him a house. He bought it cash. Uh, you, you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. You know, you know church? Church, if, if I didn't know this. Now, let me surprise you. He bought one of my properties. He bought it cash. What, how did he buy it? Yeah. Uh, oh, Regis, I used to know you at the gate. No, it's no longer that one. Something has changed. Now, God gave him a fresh, beautiful... <laughs> I mean, you look at Regis now, you, are, you can't say, who are you? First, when you see the woman behind, beside him, you're like, hey, boy, how are you? Yeah, I mean, God, hey, church, you know how God can turn your life around. I'm telling you, never think that, you know, Ziba was without food in Lodiba. Ziba was without clothes 
in Lodiba. Ziba was without a bed or a house to live in in Lodiba. Staying with a helper all of a sudden. Now Ziba has to wear king's clothes. They have to change his apparel. Ziba, you are now in the palace. You cannot wear the clothes you were wearing staying with a maid. This time your clothes has to change. They will even teach you how to speak in the palace. That you know your English has changed. Even your, your grammar has changed. I don't know who God is about to change in this month of July. God is about to change your destiny because of the kind of supply coming around you. God is about to change everything, 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 everything. There is no way I can enter now. I drive in there with a Bentley and you are looking at me and say, who are you? Never. Just when I arrive, who, who is that? It has changed. All my enemies that thought I would fail know it's a lie. They are seeing us increasing. Who would have thought that a church that started in Tabaya, Botswana with 22 people 12 years ago, we are going to be 12 by September. We'll now be having in a, be in a building for 7,000 seater capacity. Who told you your life is over? My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. He said, is there anyone in house of treasures that I want to show kindness for the sake of my servant, Apostle Felix? I've made a covenant with God that everyone that comes under this ministry will stay under an open heaven. That somehow, even if you came in, I had one of my daughter in the ushering for two years, had no job. She was feeding as if she had a salary of 50000 She says, Daddy, how I survived two years without a job. I'll be sitting. Somebody will just come drop groceries for almost 5,000 rents. For two years until she got a job. Who told you, church, that you have been abandoned? No, there is provision with God. The God we serve is a God of provision. Let me tell you, church, one of the miracles that God is going to do for God's people, for his people, his sons and daughters, in these last days is the miracle of provision. I know many of us, we want to go to crusades where there is healing, there is, there is blind eyes opening, there is people raising from the dead. There is, all those things are miracles. Yes, we acknowledge it. But let me tell you something. The miracle of provision is as much as the miracle of healing of cancer. Believe me, I know what I'm saying. It's as good as the miracle of cancer being healed. That God will provide for you supernaturally in spite of what people are saying. In spite of the economy. In spite of what the, the president is saying. In spite of how high the dollar and rand is. In spite of all that, that you will be exempted. That even in the land of the Philistine, the Bible says that, that Isaac sowed in that land. And in the same year, God gave him how many food? A hundredfold. And the man works great. The man increased. The man multiplied and had many store of servants. And he was very rich. So that the Philistines did what to him? They envied him. They will envy you in this nation. Oh yeah. As the Lord liveth, you shall be envied in this land. God is a provider. Church, and we have to release our faith for his provision. Release our faith for his provision. I'm telling you, God has a way. He has a way. You know, let me share this last testimony. You know, yesterday, look, the women's conference, my, my wife has been stressing, 
the ticket for one of the guest speakers from the United States with business class is about 193,000. And she was like, how do we get this done? How do we get this done? She said to me, baby, give me a loan. So I gave her a loan. She said, are you a loan shark? I said, yes. <laughs> me, I have my own project. You have your, this is women conference. I am, I am worried about ownership conference. So I gave her a loan. So she was able to buy one of the tickets. Then the other one that was left, I told her, I said, baby, there is no more loan. I am not giving. That's why your women must support it. Amen. This thing is for you. I'm telling you what goes on behind the scene. I said, I'm not. She said, baby, we need to pay the second ticket and the hotel accommodation. I said, baby, as I am. Mm -mm. I have loaned you as much. If I do another one, it's high risk. <laughs> now nah, I'm joking. And I mean, just today, she, when we bought the, tic, the first ticket yesterday, she told them we're coming back today to pay for the ticket. She said in the morning she woke up. After you people's prayer, she started declaring, money must come from everywhere. Money must come. This ticket has, if it's not paid today, we will lose it. And all of a sudden, Kabashataya is setting King David. Just rose up. Is there not anyone in the house of Apostle Felix? That I must show favor and kindness. Walked into my office and dropped 50,000 and said, We just went paid for the ticket and the accommodation. Instanta. Church, you never know what God can do. Somebody here, you will wake up tomorrow with a surprise. Can I prophesy to you today? I said this week, you will wake up with a surprise. In this month, as you are in prayer, you will wake up with a surprise. <laughs> Who told you it's over? No, it's not over. That's how God just tells people for you. I said to her, daughter, you are a daughter of consolation. You have no idea what you did. I had to tell her. Before she came in, me and my wife, we were on a heated debate in the office because my wife was asking for more money. I said, never. Uh -uh. The loan I've given you, I'm, not, I'm still believing God that you will pay me back. <laughs> and if you women don't pay me back, I'm going to announce it on this pulpit in the name of Jesus. <laughs> because me now, I have construction to do. My, my eyes are on ownership conference. I spoke to Joshua Selman yesterday. He said, my visa is being applied for. I want to do it quick. I'm eager to be in South Africa. I called Michael Oropo today. I said, do the same. I called Nathaniel Bassi. I said, bro, where are you? What is going on? <laughs> Man, church, we are going to erupt in September. We will, we will set South Africa on fire. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Am I talking to somebody? <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you. So, church, let me tell you. Expect the unexpected. There is provision for you. Please prophesy to three people at least. Tell them there is provision for you. Oh, there is, there is, there is. Don't let anybody make you feel like there is no provision. Don't let anybody make you feel like they are the Alpha and Omega. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Nobody is your provider. It's Jesus. I said, don't make anybody make you feel intimidated. Jesus is your provider. Don't make anybody make you feel like they are your God. Jesus is your provider. Don't make anybody make you feel like without them you cannot exist. 
Oh, Jesus is available for you. Don't let anybody make you feel like that. Uh -uh. No, no. We have a dependable God. We have a faithful God. God is able to do just what he said he would do. Yes, Lord. Mm. He's gonna fulfill every promise to me. Oh, yes. Don't give up on God, for he won't give up on you. He's able. Do you believe it? There's no shadow you will lie on. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. Do you believe it? There's no wall you won't keep down. Coming after me. Do you believe it? Sing it. No. Ah. Mm, coming after me. No wall you won't keep down. Lie you won't tear down. Coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up. Oh yes, somebody sing it. There's no one you won't coming after me. No shadow you won't light up. Coming after me. There's no one you won't lie, you won't eat up. Coming after me. No shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall you won't keep down. Lie, you won't eat down. Coming after me. One more time. Sing it. No shadow you won't light up. To me, there's no wall you won't keep down, lie you won't down. Coming after me, glory to God. Church, I want us to pray. There is a surprise coming to somebody. <laughs> God is giving somebody a surprise in this month of July. Surprises everywhere I see surprises. Everywhere I see surprises. Please give me that job again. Job chapter 5 and verse 8 and 9. Let's pray with that scripture. It just dropped into my spirit before I started the message. My God. God is, there is surprises for you in this month. Give it to me. Everybody, let's read. One, two, go. If I were your, in your shoes, I would go straight to God. I would draw myself on his mercy. After all, he is famous for great and unexpected acts. There is no end for his surprises. He gives rain, for instance, across the wild earth and sends water to irrigate my fields. Say amen to that. Father, this month is my month of surprise. Are you ready to pray? Somebody holler, my July is my month of surprise. 
Father, surprise me in this month. Surprise me in every area of my life. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Hey, Jesus. Surprises, surprises. Oh, God, surprise me. My father, surprise this ministry. Surprise us, oh, God. My father, in this month of July, we are in the halftime of the year. We are in the halftime of the year. Oh, God, let this month be full of surprises for your people. Surprises, oh, God. My father, the Bible says you are famous and, oh, God, for great and unexpected art. And there is no end to your surprises. Father, in this month of July, surprises, surprises in house of treasures, surprises on the women, surprises on the men, surprises on the youth, surprises on our children. Father, surprises, oh God, surprises. Yes, somebody pray. Surprises, oh God. My Father, give rain, oh God, across the wide earth. Give rain, Jesus. Send waters to irrigate our businesses, our jobs, our destinies, our life. Send water to irrigate house of treasures. Surprises, surprises, surprises. My God, release surprises, surprises in the area of provision, surprises in the area of provision, surprises. Let surprises come for your people, my Father. The Bible describes you. He said, after all, you are famous for doing great and unexpected acts. And there is no end to your surprises. No end, no end, no end. Father, surprise them. Surprise your people. Surprise that man. Surprise that woman. Surprise that boy. Surprise that girl. Surprise that child. Surprise our businesses. Oh God, surprises. In the name of Jesus. Retoko Sheteke Embabarakizo Ikotomembekiza Kalatwa Bayekeskovele Katose Ambreketekelebredegeros. Somebody pray. My God. Surprises. Surprises. The month of July is our month of surprises. I declare it so in the name of Jesus. It's our month of surprises. Sudden surprises. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, lift up your hands to heaven. Father, by the word that I've preached today, Lord, I know that you are a provider. Through the 12 years of House of Treasures, I've seen you surprise me more than a thousand times with provision. My Father, I am praying that grace on everybody here right now. Everyone watching us online and anyone that will listen to this message. I declare sudden surprises of provision over your life in the name of Jesus. Sudden surprises of provision over your life. Sudden surprises of provision. Sudden surprises in the name of Jesus Christ. May the king remember you today. Whoever is your king, David, 
that is supposed to bring you to the king's palace and you will sit at the table of the king to eat forever. May that King David remember you today. Whoever represents your King David, may he remember you today. May he remember you tonight. He will not be able to sleep until he remembers you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Somebody shout, I receive it. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, I already have my surprise. Oh, say it to at least seven people. Prophesy to seven people. Tell them, I already have my surprise. I already, I already have my surprise. Oh my God, oh my God. I came to church tonight, not even expecting a message like this. I already have my surprise. I already have my surprise. God has surprised me tonight with the word of the Lord that just came. I already have my surprise. Luck is over in your life. Poverty is over in your life. Oh, from today, enter into your abundance. From today, enjoy wealth. Enjoy abundance. Enjoy increase. In the name of Jesus Christ. My God. Woo. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We give you the glory, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you.